Today on Locked On Red Wings, Scotty and I are going to further our who stays, who goes, this time focusing on defense and whether or not Mark Stahl can get another year with the Detroit Red Wings. And also, we're going to talk about the ESPN E60 on the Red Wings Avalanche rivalry and uh, just kind of reminisce on why that's the best rivalry in hockey. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I am your host, Brian Fisher, 97.1 producer. He is also your host, Scotty Bentley, also host of Lockdown Tigers and freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Scotty, how was your Memorial Day weekend? We took an extra day off two weeks in a row. We took an extra day off, but uh, we we kind of earned it. We did earn it. I agree with you. We did earn it. No, it, it's actually, it's wild. We uh, You texted me Sunday afternoon. And we're like, hey, like, what's the plan? Like, what do you want to talk about? And when are we going to record tonight and stuff? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like nowhere close to home. I had no idea you were out of town either. (laughs) (laughs) Great communication by us. Like, I'm nowhere close to home. And uh, I'm not really sure when I'm going to be home either. Um, I'm uh, the very last second planned memorial day thing on on my end which is why you know what like why you didn't know about it and uh the the poor planning and and quickness of it led to having no clue when it would end either uh and we were just like you know what we we still have a a day another day that we could take if we wanted to it's the it's a long weekend anyway memorial uh memorial day weekend you know everybody's got an extra day off anyway well you know what the hell why not what the hell? Why not? Um, before we go any further, though, good though. I didn't oh, even answer your question. It was it was a good weekend. How was yours? Uh, good. But before we go any further, I do have to say today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, thanks, for your, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. My weekend was great. Um, actually, actually, like probably one of the best weekends I've had in a long time. Which is why when we suggested maybe just taking Monday off. I was like, you know what? Let's keep the good feelings rolling because Memorial Day, I also had off my full-time job. I ended up having a uh, four-day weekend. was phenomenal. Uh, Friday, I got a lot of cleaning done, which is, you know, and by cleaning, I mean like I vacuumed the carpet, but as you can see, the pile of laundry is still there. I never got around to folding the laundry. Uh, Saturday, I had my producer show at 97.1. First time I had actually ever been in the host's chair. I'd usually always been the co-host for the producer show. Big doll. I drove and I thought it went really well. I felt way more natural than I thought I was going to be. Like clearly all the reps I'd been getting here with Lockdown Red Wings had absolutely paid off. Sunday I spent all day with Allison and then Sunday I spent all day with um, my roommates, my sister and Allison. So it was was an awesome weekend. Sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. We played a lot of board games and I don't play a lot of board games, but it was absolutely fun. We played Pandemic. I am a board game fiend. We played Pictionary. That's a great one. Fantastic yeah. game. I drew a diamond ring, and my sister could not guess diamond ring. I literally drew a circle with a diamond on top. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Rough. I'm gonna side with not you. Um, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that you're. I, until I see a picture of you drawing a diamond, I, I can't. I can't vouch for you. I can't. 
It, it, like if it's a circle with like just a like stupid little triangle on top, I'm gonna have to side with her. Unfortunately, literally, Drew, I hate doing that, but we you we can't really trust your drawing abilities. I literally drew this. Okay, yeah, it's pretty obvious. She said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's it." You know what? I really wanted to just be like, "Nope, that's terrible." I I don't side with you, but it's pretty much impossible not to. That that's so, pretty clearly a diamond ring. She didn't get diamond ring off that, so I drew a finger through it, which admittedly confused her more because now she's like, "I have no idea what I'm looking at now," because my finger was just like a long oblong shape with a fingernail on it. Yeah, it like I don't that. know if I would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that helps. <laughs> it's a uh, rocket ship now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she didn't get it, and we lost the game because of that. And I was like, oh, my God. I chose – it was a, one of those ones where you land on it. You can choose whatever one you want, right, like yeah. whatever category. And I was like, I'll go with the easiest one. She's a woman. Diamond ring. Naturally. Did not get it. I was <laughs> – it, but you know what? It ended in like a lot of laughs. It ended up being hilarious because it was so it's frustrating. It's a great game for that. Game for that. Um, on today's docket, though, let's get straight to business here. Uh, first segment here. Let's talk, about, let's talk about oh, straight to it. Five minutes later. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the E60. We saw, saw the trailer. Dude, the so two pumped. hour long documentary that ESPN yeah. is going to come out covering the 1997 right well 1997 to 2002 i believe it's going to cover the span of time where the avalanche won two championships the red wings won three and uh they're going to interview all the key players or they already have and it's it's interviewing all the key players from those games those years and it's going to be absolutely bone chilling like i i'm so excited to hear what these players have to say decades later yeah no it's it, it's it looks absolutely incredible. They ESPN, uh, love them or hate them, they make the hell out of a documentary. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, thirty for thirty, E sixty. There's, it's, they don't miss. They really don't. I I love those documentaries more than, than it. They're so great, and I'm so pumped for it. Uh, the second that it, you know, came up on my timeline, I freaked out. I've I've been watching it like three times a day all weekend. Like I, I, I just can't stop watching it over and over again. Um, the, the, the clips that they have in there, you know, it's just, it does feel like rivalries just like, aren't like that anymore. No, no hockey's and, not like that anymore. Right. Right. For sure. The, the, the physicality of the games are certainly not like that anymore, but really across all sports, there's. Well, American sports, I should say, because soccer gets kind of crazy sometimes. But there's not really like uh, those rivalries you, you solve of, you know, these two rosters hated each other. They hated each other on on the ice, on the field, off, off, you know, the, the ice or field, whatever. Like they legitimately could not stand each other and, and they didn't like them as people. They didn't like them. If they saw them at the grocery store, they wouldn't have liked them. Nonetheless, on the ice like a lot of a lot of those in in today's day and age feels like it's it's more like rivalry between fan bases and and the players are obviously all competitors and they want to win and they're going to get angry sometimes and whatever but like rivalries like that they just they don't exist man it doesn't feel like there's that there's that you know 24 7 for five years i there is no nobody no human on the planet i hated more 
than the people that were on the Colorado Avalanche roster. Like that, that doesn't, you know, like the Red Sox and Yankees had that at one point in the early 2000s. Um, there, there's, there's a few, but it, it just doesn't feel like that really exists anymore. And, and I cannot wait to relive it for two hours. Well, and I'm really curious too. So, I mean, let, you know, for all intents and purposes, the rivalry's dead. I mean, it's been dead since the Red Wings moved to the Eastern Conference, for which sure. was early 2010s. Also, there 20, is no one on that 14. team that on either team that is even like, we're no. like three generations removed. The, the closest <laughs> thing we have is the general managers. I mean, right. what, and that's, that's another thing that's astounding too, is what made those, this rivalry so special was not just, I mean, there's obviously the history behind it between Draper, Lemieux, all that. Everyone knows about the fights that broke, right. in, uh, broke out fight night as they call it. Uh, but also the the names of the players that were on those teams. I mean, Joe Sackick, number 19 Hall of Famer, was captain of the Colorado Avalanche, captain them to you know two Stanley Cups in that span. Hello, general manager, one of the best general managers in the NHL. His yep. Colorado Avalanche team is one of the best. They're going to the Western Conference Final. You look at Detroit, number 19, the captain, captain three Stanley Cups, one of the best general managers in the NHL, built the Stanley Cup back-to-back Stanley Cup uh, champions in Tampa Bay and is now trying to do the same thing with the team he played with. I mean, just the the fact that it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. The fact that that rivalry decades later is still spewing out like, I don't know if like the right word to use it here is, but it's almost as if it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. The fact mm-hmm. that the players who played on these teams are still relevant in the league. I mean, obviously, Patrick Wall was coach of the Colorado Avalanche for a couple of years there. He's a Hall of Fame goaltender. You had Peter Forsberg. Forsberg. You had we Brandon have like Shanahan. A third of that roster from us is like in the front office. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon Shanahan's what the president of hockey ops for mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Chris Draper is the head of amateur scouting with the Detroit Red Wings. Chris Osgood is on the um, Bally Sports Detroit broadcast. So you got all these names are still very relevant. Like that's how dynamite these these teams were that these guys stuck around in the NHL in some capacity, either front office or broadcast role, because those teams are just made up of such great players and personalities, just smart athletes. It's it's just it's gonna be really exciting to see them relive that and us all relive that with them for two hours. And of course, getting to hear what Konstantinov can say. That's- that right, that's like the best part of the whole thing is that it ends right. They put it at the end too. Like you watch the whole thing and you're like, "Oh, this looks sick." And at the very end, they ask Vladdy, you know, they they ask him. I, I think it's what was the what was the best part of the rivalry, and he said, "Beat them." Beat them. <laughs> it's just like it. Man. You can still see like constant like Vladdy peeking through. You know, and it's those moments that make it so special. And it, it does also hope, so hopefully cool. bring attention to, like, the fact that the new Michigan law is yes. bringing into jeopardy whether or not he can have his 24-7 help. So hopefully they, that can get shined a light on. He can, they can figure for something sure, out for that yeah. because, Definitely you know, Vladdy is a, the Vladdy's an icon. Will, yeah, Ryle. The, the Red Wings community will certainly uh, do everything that, that they can, that we can, to uh, to shine some light on that because um, – yeah, that's that's really a, a scary thing that was made public and then put in the news cycle over the weekend too. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. It's gonna be at June, right? Early June, mid June. Yeah, something, something like that. that. I can't it's, wait. It's gonna be I so good. Probably more exciting than Stanley Cup Final for Red Wings fans. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I know it will be for me. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are going to transition now into talking about who stays, who goes on the defensive core for the Detroit Red Wings. We did a little bit of the goalie core on Friday where we talked about the two goalies who were unrestricted free agents. Again, this little mini-series we're doing is only covering the players who are going to be free agents, restricted or otherwise. So anyone who's still signed through next season, we're not going to cover um, and when we ca- talk about defense, well, there we'll are cover four... them at some point in the offseason. I'm yeah, sure. but, but not in this. this yeah, this is just directly like, hey, these people are about to be a free agent. Do you keep them or not? So there's four defensemen, two RFAs, two UFAs. I think we should just start with the most obvious one. Uh, Danny DeKaiser. Does he stay? Does he go? He uh, you know what? I'm going to say. For. I don't want to be like overly dramatic, but I, I think for his own sake, he this should be retirement. We should we should retire. Um, the the Red Wings will will have a nice little send off, even even with everything. I know the fan base will probably be some snarky comments and and whatever kind of send off or thank you thing they have for him, but he deserves it whether you like it or not. And uh, we we just we we send him off and. Um, yeah, it it shouldn't be even like a like a oh do we re-sign him or does he sign somewhere else? This should just be like let let's hang him up. Yeah, Danny DeKaiser just played out the final year of his six year five million dollar contract. All but five hundred thousand of that. No, I'm sorry. All but three million of that thirty million total contract was signing bonus. Uh, so the last three years, you paid him. Five million straight up every single year, which was really steep. A Ken Holland contract, and he loved his own players. I mean, he gave out a lot of five million per year, five years, six years. Certainly Saw Nielsen, did. Helm, to Kaiser, obviously did not age well. Um, as back injuries piled up, resulting in surgery for DeKaiser this past season, he only had eleven points in fifty nine games, no goals, eleven assists. And uh, he wasn't really in any situation. Uh, actually, let me correction. That's at five on five. Let me double check on that one. That no, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I feel like no, he no, no, nothing. I, I, I was trying to think. I, you said it, and I was like, damn, like really. And I was just no trying goals. to think. I, I think you're right, though. I, like I remember, I remember like two assists that we were like, hey, there was yeah. the one that was the it was off the pad. Hit off the board too, didn't he? And then he had one off the board as well. Yeah, that those were the those were the two that um the two passes I remember that we were like, hey, and then we even debated if they were even intentional, but that's besides the point. Um I, I it is, yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, man, he I guess he didn't score. Yeah, I don't remember any. So Yeah, so I, I think at thirty two years old, which is the injuries he's gotten, I mean, I, I just don't see the Red Wings needing to re-sign him, especially considering they already have five defensemen under contract coming back next season. Um, in let's find the right tab here. 
uh, Phil Pronick, Jordan Osterley, Moritz Sider, Gustav Lindstrom, and of course the new addition is Stephen Comfer. Comfer probably will play in the AHL, I imagine, but currently he is listed as on the Red Wings roster. Right. So, I mean, those those five guys are currently in the Red Wings roster. I mean, you've got to imagine that there's better options at that age, like than Danny DeKaiser, and honestly, maybe even a few years older than that. And then again, this isn't Danny DeKaiser slander. It's nothing. You know, I don't. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but it's just the reality of the situation. No, he, and, and he has not been an NHL defenseman this past year. Right, and and it's just, um, it's just like it, like it's not his fault. Like you said, like there's a lot of injuries in there, and the back surgery. He was never really the same after that. Yeah. Um, just take care of your health. You 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 made plenty, right? You, you <laughs> Thirty got, million dollars, right? You, you made you made plenty. You uh you can just go and and spend time with your family and and call it a a, a career and uh again even though the last couple of years were um had some turmoil within the fan base that uh, doesn't take away from what he was pre back surgery which was a, a pretty damn yeah. good defenseman so but we're both in agreement that probably moving on from him um, uh, yes yeah speaking of moving on let's move on to our next candidate um sound like a game show there Oli Ulevi is a really interesting one. He was a waiver pickup uh, partway through the season. I believe you got him from, was it Tampa or Florida? I can't, I think it was Florida. And he's 24 years old. He is an RFA, arbitration eligible RFA. And last season, he made 863000 um, After After performance bonuses, it was 1900000 So he... <sighs> I don't imagine getting much more than that if he does stay, but the question being whether or not he stays or goes, I, I want him to stay, but I have a feeling just based on the usage that they, or lack thereof in his situation that they probably won't his advanced metrics in his short stint with Detroit. He only played eight games, but he led all uh, defensemen and relative expected goals per 60. He averaged his expected goals for percentage for every 60 minutes was 1.8. So he literally was expected to, to provide one goal of offense, almost two goals of offense per 60 minutes. Granted, small sample size in eight games, but you know he kept that production up across all eight of those games. Every single game he played in, he was a positive asset. But just the fact that he only played in eight games, despite how bad the de- defense was, would lead me to believe that the team's not that high on him and he'll probably end up going. Yeah, I, I think not to not to sound like a cop out answer, but I think this kind of will depend on uh, what offer is is available to be matched, right? Like RFA, so uh, they they have the ability to to match, you know, what another team's offer, and and they can you know restricted free agency. So I I think that that might be more based on what the market is with him than it is anything of his own doing at this point. It might kind of be a little bit out of his control. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think I share your sentiment though. I think he's someone that I wouldn't mind having back. And, you know, if somebody comes in and wants to pay him like two and a half million dollars a year, then like, yeah, you know, you don't match it, but I mean, this if, is a guy who's a fifth overall, <laughs> Right. Yeah. And if this is, you know, if, if somebody offers him a deal that you are, that you are, are comfortable matching, I, I trust this front office enough that 
Uh, I would not be against it at all, uh, assuming that, again, assuming that the price that you're matching is relatively decent. So uh, I'm, I'm not against it. Uh, I guess if I, if, I had to, if I had to bet, I would say that he probably isn't a Red Wing next year. Um, just based on the usage alone and just, yeah, just the usage. And, and also, I, I mean, we have a ton of cap, we have five million, so much cap space. So like this free agency, like if, if we really wanted to just like over just flip and, and clean house and bring in a whole new defensive unit, we could just off salary cap alone, nonetheless, Edvinson and, and people coming through the pipeline. So I, I would say that we probably have too many resources available to us this offseason uh, to, to make him a priority, I guess, is the way I'll word it. Yeah, it's just a really weird situation where I know that he has a long injury history, which is why he's fallen out of favor with both Vancouver and um, the Panthers as to like why you know he's been bounced around the league. But fifth overall, six foot two defenseman, in his again, his short stint, he looked good, but I just I can't. I again, I want him back, but I just don't see him coming back based on based on the, how he was used. But again, what do you have to lose as a team with thirty five million dollars in cap space, and he's an arbitration eligible RFA? So what's he get like a million? I mean, he doesn't. Also, he's not like going to be a drain on the cap or the the roster unless right. you plan on bringing over a lot of prospects next year. I don't know. It's a tough one, but I'm going to still say go. It's I'm going to stick with him going. Um, another arbitration-eligible UFA that the defense has is Jake Wolman, one of the defensemen or the defenseman you got back in the Nicoletti trade, one of the players, Oscar Sundquist being the other one. Uh, 26 years old with the Detroit Red Wings this past season. He had, in 19 games with the Red Wings, hit submit. <laughs> he is a defenseman. I was on the wrong tab. He had four points, all of which assists. Um. He showed flashes. I, I think that's a guy that they're going to bring back, to be honest. I mean, they had him play all 19 games just so he didn't become a uh, G6 UFA. So they, they they forced him to play all 19. Well, they probably didn't force him. But they had him play all 19 games specifically for the purpose that he did not become an unrestricted free agent. You wouldn't do that with a guy you're not planning on bringing back. So I just for that reason alone, I think it's a really simple, like, yeah, they're bringing him back. Yeah, completely agree. I don't. I don't even think it's it's too terribly much of a discussion. I I think it's pretty safe to say that that they'll bring him back. Yeah, I mean he he's definitely like a kind of a defensive liability. He's not very good in his own zone, but he shows flashes offensively where he's able to carry the puck up the ice and create a scoring chance. And I mean, just on that alone, I mean that's something that this defensive core really doesn't have a whole lot of. I mean. Moritz Sider shows a little bit of a, not a little bit, shows an offensive upside, but a lot of the times that offensive upside is when the team's already established an offensive zone presence. Philip Peronik is supposed to be your guy who carries the puck up the ice, but he just hasn't been able to do it. So yeah. I'm okay with giving a guy like Jake Wallman, who's what, what did I say, 24, 25, something like along those lines, um, giving him another shot with the Detroit Red Wings. He's 26, he's 26 years old. So yeah, and, and yeah, he's the one that you you can bring back, and no matter what you do in free agency, he has a spot on the team. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like those are the guys that that you need to to hang on to and see what you have in. Um, but yeah, the the fact that if you go out and splurge and spend all thirty five million cap all on defense, you know he he still has a spot on the team versus spending zero. Like he, either way. 
he can uh, he's going to have some sort of role uh, and, and hopefully can be pretty effective at it. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's a pretty easy one. Yeah, I just got to hope that, you know, if he can shore up in his own zone, he'll be he'll be an effective bottom For sure. bottom pair defenseman, which is He's still still young, still has time to develop and not, you know, expectations aren't through, you and know, it, not not again, saying put him at top line, but he'll just hold on to him on the roster. Yeah. And again, like if they doesn't pan out and that he's like going to be some amazing player, like he's an RFA. Like he's again, he's not going to kill your cap. You're not signing him to 6 years by 5 million. He's not Dylan Larkin. Right. So you're not really losing much if he doesn't pan out either. Um, the final defenseman that we have to cover is probably the one that gonna gonna be the most interesting to talk about. Um, alternate captain Mark Stahl, 35 years old currently, and uh, during the season he had three goals and 13 assists. And this last season he made a whopping. I gotta find it. Two million dollars. <laughs> Dude, the way, the way cap friendly uh, set up like confuses me sometimes, where it breaks everything up by um, each contract. So I'm like, I'm just trying to find out what he's making per year, and it's like the this this one year contract he was on is all the way at the bottom. I'm like, wait, where, where's the year? Where is it? At? Okay, here we go. <laughs> but yeah, he made two million dollars this last year. What do you think, Scotty? Where do you, what do you think they're going to land on Mark Stahl? I'm going to say no. That's my initial reaction. And I, I not not no as in, you know, impossible. It's it, it's definitely a conversation to have. And if they brought him back, I, I don't think I'd be upset. I think if I did, if you did bring him back, I'd want you to bring him back as like a third liner. I don't think we, with all, again, with all the available resources, money, prospects, et cetera, that we have to our disposal. I, I don't think we should put ourselves in a situation where Mark stalls, a second line D man on opening night neck this fall. Uh, but if you wanted to bring him back and make him a third line, you know, left side or whatever, and he's a good offensive uh, defenseman was all year, maybe like second power play unit defenseman or something. I'm, I'm totally fine uh, with, with, with that kind of a, a depth move. Um but I, I'm still gonna I'm gonna lean no as a whole. Again, I, I think most of it just goes back to this defense was really bad. Yeah. And I I I'm just going through like who's guaranteed to come back, who's not guaranteed to come back. I it was I, I don't think you can justify just bringing in the same <laughs> Like all but one, the same defensive group. Like I, I don't think you can, you can justify that. I don't think you can say, oh yeah, we're gonna bring back everyone but like one or two people, maybe. Like it, it was terrible, and I, I think it's something that needs to be at the forefront uh, of things addressed for the off season. And uh, again, I'm not against bringing him back on a small deal and putting him da down there at the bottom line for for defense pairing, but. Um, he's, he, I don't, I don't think you should make bringing Mark Stahl back a priority. See, I, I, it is tough. Cause I completely agree with you on everything that you said, but I'm also looking at like the fact that Mark Stahl was the third best defenseman relative to his teammates. Um, he was a positive, positive asset just barely, but he was, and on a defensive court that bad at 35 years old, right, the fact that he was to his teammates. Yeah, relative to his teammates, terrible. Relative to his horrible defensive teammates, he was Correct. a positive on the eyes. Sure. So it's so like, and that's, that's not relative. Point. Like that's not relative to just the defenseman. That's relative to all the players on the ice. Sure. Wasn't a good team. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And, and, and the defense was the worst part of it. 
So it's just like, I mean, my bias might be leaking in here, leaking through here. And I just like really want Mark Stahl on the Red Wings. Cause I think he's I'm, I'm like what he I'm brings to locker room is important. But I also understand that when it comes to guys bringing things to the locker room, you can get a lot of people who can do that at the same time. So yeah, right. I don't know. And it's, again, it's a my, tough one. I'm, the thing that I just keep going back to is, is there's no way that we're just walking into opening night with the same exact people on defense top no. to bottom. Like you're that's right. Not happening. It's not. So we have to find some casualties somewhere. And I think an, an aging veteran that is a, a minus defensive defenseman is, is probably one of those. Yeah. You've convinced me he's going, that sucks. You're right though. I think you're right. I mean, like again, I'll say it for a third time. I'm okay with him getting bottom line minutes if you want to give him the tiny little deal. That, but you, that's you, fine, your, but... your point that this team, the goals per game they gave up being one of the worst in the league, one of the worst all time. And you're right; they can't walk back in with the same defensive core, especially when you got two UFAs, right. both of which are in their thirties. No moves. You can't even just make like one move. You can't even just make like two moves. You have to make. A, you have to come in with a a like serious overhaul mm. of, of who you have defensively. We're going to lose Danny to Kaiser. We, we can't just bring back everybody. That's not Danny to Kaiser and just run it back. So yep. like, no, I, you're I, right. think, I think he's probably done. So I think that of the four defensemen that are due for contracts, the only one that they keep around is probably Jake Wallman. I think just again, just to kind of wrap up our thoughts on it due to lack of usage. You think that with only you at 24 years old, they're probably pointing to, um, sending him down, maybe, or not sending him down, but releasing him or maybe sending him, signing him to a, like a two-way contract, something along those lines. I don't really know how the RFA contract negotiations, negotiations work. Um, it's but, a bracket style thing. And then on top of that, you can match any offer. So like it's, it's, yeah. yeah, the initial contract is complicated, but then after that, if there's nothing agreed upon, then it just comes down to what other people offer you. Well, they can just turn it, turn down signing him too, as well as just Correct. Yeah, let, they him can go, let him go, which yeah. is a possibility here. So um, Danny DeKaiser gone, Mark Stahl gone, keep Jake Wallman. So that would leave you, assuming Stephen Comfer goes down to Grand Rapids at the start of next season, did give you Hronick, Osterle, Sider, Lindstrom, and Wallman as five defensemen. A team which generally carries, what, seven defensemen at a given time, so you have an opportunity right. to sign two you guys. You have that with Edvinson in the wing and with $35 million cap. And I, Edvinson's probably going to come in, so you look right. to sign one more, somebody who can probably push Osterle to a, like a healthy scratch role. Right, you you we know we learned this year the hard way. You you need depth at every position because yeah. when injuries happen, they happen. So interesting. All right, I think about that 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 about does it. I think that about that, that, that too. <laughs> so, any final thoughts, man? Um, I don't think so. We ball. I think that's all I got today. We do ball. Thanks for being locked on Red Wings, your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen locked on NHL. From first round matchups to every Stanley Cup kiss, locked on NHL make, covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Scotty and I will be back with you. Bet online. I, I forgot. You got me. I wasn't expecting it this time. Keep you on your toes. Keep me on my toes. Scotty and I will be back with you guys tomorrow. We'll probably cover the offense. There's five forwards to cover. Um, same time. 
Same place. It's your team every day. Every day.